Hello, this is Tabernacle of Hope International Church Podcast, the undiluted, powerful Word of God. Listen to today's Word and be empowered. Stay tuned. Before we go into the Word, I want to share a very short story. There was a Christian gentleman who was in fellowship with his sister always trying to encourage her helping her in the things of God helping her to walk in the right direction of the spirit of God and then one day somebody say one day something happened so he went to pay the sister a visit and because they were in a fellowship, he was going to pick her up for a fellowship meeting. Now, when he got to the house, there was a relative in the house who knew him. And so, he was going in to call the sister. And what he said was, what she said was, hey, your boyfriend has come. Oh. And it took the gentleman by surprise. Now, there's an English I heard on social media that says, if it were to be you. So at that point, if it were to be you, what would have been your reaction? Because the thing that the lady or the relative said is not true. So what it means is that you have diverted the brother's focus. Now, for the purpose of staying away from any form of anybody saying anything against him, he will withdraw from the lady. What am I saying? Accusations. 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 Now, accusations are breaking people away from churches. Accusations are breaking families apart. Accusations are preventing people from serving God the way they are supposed to serve God. Accusations are turning friends into enemies. Accusations are, are now making the youth Dishonor their fathers and their mothers because of what they have heard. Accusations. Now, one may ask, what are accusations? Or what is an accusation? Now, I have two definitions for accusations. Number one, an accusation is a charge or allegation made against someone putting blame and pointing fingers at a person. And point number two. Accusations. Please listen very carefully. Accusations are tiny arrows loaded with satanic poison. And as soon as it enters your blood, 
it spreads through your whole being and then attacks your heart so accusations are spiritual weapons accusations it is very easy to point a finger at someone and say you are the one it is very easy to open your mouth and say you don't amount to anything now what we must understand is that accusations can break you down. Accusations can even bring about depression. It is just one word. Oh, this brother, when he's singing, he's going off. He sings off key. That word alone you have said. If the Christian brother is not strong, he will stop singing. And it will break him down. And it will demean his spirit. And whatever zeal he had for God. Accusations. Let's go into the word. Isaiah chapter 58, verses 8 to 9. What we must also understand is that accusations are also known as the pointing finger. Because if I point my finger at you and say that you have done this, even though you've not done it, I have accused you wrongly. Isaiah 58. It says, Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy health shall spring forth speedily, and the righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity. Let me read it again, the verse 9. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the putting forth of the finger, some, some translations will say the pointing of the finger and speaking vanity. And so there's a reason why the word accusation is coming to us today. Are you here? Yes. Let's go to the book of Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. We have learned or we are learning about accusations. What accusations are. And then we are moving further down to understand something. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, it says, And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down. Who accuses them day and night before our God? And so Satan but is the accuser of the brethren. 
Check yourself. When you are speaking evil against your brother. Check yourself. When you are pointing that finger at your brother. Don't be an accuser. Don't find yourself being the accuser of the brethren. And in other words, it is not just the accuser of the brethren, but the accuser in the midst of the brethren. If we go out there right now, and I call a gentleman out there, and I ask him, do you know me? What do you know about me? He will say, I don't know you. I don't know. But if I call anybody here to ask, do you know me? Or what do you know about me? There's a lot you will say. You might even say and say some things overboard. What does it mean? What it means is that if somebody has to accuse you, the person is closer to you. If somebody has to accuse you and say evil things about you, the person is closer to you. There's a tree adage that says, There are different dimensions. Some say, If you want to be, it be say, If you side, it be say, O the person that you know is closer to you. Our head pastor made a practical example some time back. And he said that the fact that I have opened my arms to you or opened my doors to you, it doesn't give you that audacity. And the man to me say, to take me out there. There's a reason why you have come closer. Don't take my name out. Because what it means is that you know virtually everything about him. From 8 to 5, you know what happens to him. The time he wakes up, the food he eats, the kind of clothes he wears, his, his nap times, his time of going to work, his time of coming home, in fact, virtually everything, don't sell him out. So what am I saying? Or what are we learning? The accuser of the brethren or in the midst of the brethren are familiar people. It can be your brother. It can be your friend. It can be your sister. It can be any family member. Accusers are not far away from us. Accusers are not far away from us. Somebody can say something to a church member. The member stops coming to church. You will call him. Why didn't you come to church? I don't know. But there is a reason. You know why? He has been hit by an accusation. And one thing we need to understand about accusations are that, or is that, it can break you down. And as we have learned, that there are tiny arrows. When it gets to the heart, 
everything else ceases. So let us be very careful. May we never be familiar with authority. Psalm 41 verse 9. There's a saying that when a crocodile comes from the river and tells you that there is a snake under the river, don't doubt. Because the crocodile has been there. So it makes it very easy for somebody who is inside to take the word outside negatively to accuse the church or to accuse the leadership or to accuse the membership. It is very easy. Psalm 41 verse 9 41 verse 9 sorry Psalm 41 Psalm 41 it says even my own familiar friend in whom I trusted who ate my bread has lifted up his heel against me you see what accusations can do Spoils friendships. It breaks relationships. That is why the enemy doesn't want to find a family together in the love of Christ. And that is why it is also important that you are not ignorant about the things of God. Why am I saying this? I didn't hear. What it means is that. When somebody comes to you to accuse your brother or your sister because of the knowledge you have in the word, either you stop the person in his or her tracks, report the person, or sack the person. Don't entertain accusations. Please, the clapping should come down. Let us take the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Accusations are tiny arrows loaded with satanic poison. And as soon as it enters your body, or it enters your blood, it spreads through your whole being and then attacks your heart. That is why somebody can say something to you it changes you because that thing has that arrow has gone forth and so if you're not a strong Christian you can be smiling with the person and so now has it but in your mind it's not the same you are killing the person slowly. Accusations. And so we are moving on to learn about a very powerful man of God in the Bible who had a very wonderful and a powerful relationship with God. And yet, he was accused so many times so many times please turn with me to the book of exodus chapter 14 from the verse 11 
to 12. We are learning oh, about the character Prophet Moses. Prophet Moses had a mission sent by God to deliver the Israelites from Egypt or from the hands of Pharaoh to the promised land. Now, the reason why I started by saying that accusations can take you off course or it can allow you to miss that opportunity or even the service or the zeal you have for God will go down. A practical example in the Bible is Moses. So Moses was accused several times of killing the Israelites. Why would he do that? Why would he do that? Exodus chapter 14, verse 11 to 12. Then they said to Moses, because there was no grave in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Now, when I was meditating upon the scripture, the first question I asked was, how can I ask somebody who is an authority? Why? Why? Leadership gives an instruction. Why do I go back to ask him why? You know why? Pride sets in. Now they are familiar with Moses. Moses, we see you every day. Moses, we've seen the miracles. But the question we are asking you today is why? Why have you taken us out of the land of Egypt? To die in the wilderness. Why? You see, accusations are broken down into branches. Number one, if I am not proud, I cannot point a finger at my brother. If I am not familiar, I cannot go to my leader and ask questions when I have been instructed. Familiarity. So the Israelites were familiar with Moses. To the extent they can summon Moses and ask him questions. Are you here? Asking him why. Please put the scripture back kindly. The same Exodus 14, 11 to 12. Why? It is a spirit. Thing. Then they said to Moses, because there was, you can imagine the, the arrogance in their conversation with Moses. Because there was no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Why? Okay, take note of this scripture. Let's go to the same Exodus. Please move to chapter 16. 
Chapter 16, verse 3. Please take note of this scripture. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we have died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the pot of meat, and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. You notice that in 14, they were complaining. No, we, you have brought we, us into the wilderness. So we, we have a, a in chapter 16, I mean, Drew 16 no? they are saying the same thing. Words of accusations. For you have brought us out into this wilderness. There's no form of remorse to say that, oh, Moses, what is happening? Oh, or, you know, any form of humility. No! It is not that way. Now, let's move to the next chapter, 17. Verse 3. These are just one line of accusations against Moses. And the people thirsted there for water. And the people complained against Moses. And said, why is it you have brought us out of Egypt? Again, this is the third time you are hearing it. To kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst. So Moses was accused of trying to kill the Israelites. Now, what we also need to understand about accusations are that it says the direct opposite of what you don't do. There was an incident that happened several years ago. I can't remember the country. Somebody stole something. And they started shouting, thief, 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 thief. And a young gentleman, hearing the thief, also started running. And so the people who were after the thief thought the young gentleman was the thief. And started chasing this young gentleman. He says, I'm not a thief. Before he could say Jack, they lynched him to death. Accusations. Accusations. It is very easy in a split second to accuse somebody. But the aftermath, the aftermath of the accusations is either the person will fall or not get to the destination the person has to get to. The Israelites were proud. The Israelites were forgetful. They forgot where they were coming from. Anyone who accuses is a forgetful person. Because forgetfulness is unrighteous. The Israelites totally forgot. What happened to them before they cried unto the Lord? For them to be redeemed out of the hands of Pharaoh. They forgot. They totally forgot. Forgetfulness is unrighteous. The Israelites were fearful. Anyone who is fearful 
can easily accuse. You are afraid. They come. Who did it? Who did it? You have pointed a finger. Don't forget, accusations are also known as the pointing finger. You didn't need to say a word. Hey, if you don't own up, I'll do this. You have accused the person wrongly. For you know, you were the person. But it was easy to point the finger. He did it. The Israelites were ungrateful. What has the church done for you? That you have forgotten all of a sudden. And sit somewhere. And talk about the church. What has the church done for you? The church has taken you. You were nobody at some point. Today. You have the wings. Or the legs. To walk. Or the mouth to speak. And so. You can say evil things about the church. Be very careful. Be very careful. I want to remember one of our head pastor's wise sayings. It says, Forgetfulness is unrighteous, and unthankfulness is the mother of ungratefulness. Yes, I remember. I remember very well. Forgetfulness is unrighteous. And ungratefulness is the mother of unthankfulness. So if you are here, uh-huh. and you don't know how to appreciate the church, and give back to the church, be very careful. Moses was not just accused of murder or killing the Israelites. He was also accused of being proud. And my Bible tells me that Moses was never a proud person. So turn with me to the book of Numbers chapter 12, verse 1. Thank you, Spirit of God. Numbers chapter 12, verse 1. Are we there? Moses was accused of being proud. Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12 verse 1. It says, Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. What are the things you talk about your pastor in your closet? What are the sort of discussions you have about your leadership in your closet? Are there things that we can all hear? Or there are things just for the two of you? Or the three of you? What are the things? You speak against leadership. Please move on. Next verse, please. So they said, Has the Lord 
indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? I can imagine the, the arrogance in which Miriam and Aaron were saying it. What are the negative things you are saying about your pastor? What are the things you are saying about leadership? Ah, am I not good enough to also stand here and preach? Why hasn't he called me? Don't I have a good voice to sing? Ah, I, I, me too, I give you. So why is he not calling me? What are the things you are discussing? In your closet about Bro, leadership. I can't, I will are there things we can all hear? Can we put it on loudspeaker? And the Bible says, and the Lord had it. And the Lord had it. My brother, and my sister, be very careful the things you say about people. Be very, very careful the things you say about people. We have learned here that we all have angels. You don't know the angel that is backing somebody. You don't know the relationship that person has with God. That you will speak evil against that person. Accusations. Oh, Papa, he's always talking. Big, big English. He's always doing this. He's always doing that. The Lord has heard it. It is just a matter of time. Next verse, please. Now the man Moses was very humble. More than all men who were on the face of the earth. How can you talk about a humble person? A humble person who has a relationship with God. How do you talk about this person? What even gives you the right to sit down with whoever and start aligning the things that the person has done? Accusations. But the Lord had it. The person you are talking about the Bible says that now the man Moses was very humble more than all men who were on the face of the earth. Humility. Next verse, please. Suddenly, the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out. Please continue. Then the Lord came down in the pillar of cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. Listen carefully. The two who were talking against, the word there is not for or with, against the man of God. And they both went forward. Please continue. Then he said, hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Please continue. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. Why do you talk about a person like this? Why do you accuse a person like this? My brother, my sister, 
Don't ever, ever find time to discuss leadership again. I have come to understand one thing about leadership. Whatever he says, it comes to pass. It's just a matter of time. So I won't sit anywhere and discussing what he has said. Never. Because I know him. Numbers chapter 16, verses 1 to 4. Now Korah, the son of Izar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, with Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. Please continue. And they rose up before, listen to this again. They rose up before Moses. Moses. With some of the children of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation, men of renown, they gathered together against Moses. Moses. And Aaron, and said to them, my question is, what at all will inspire you to gather yourself as a group and say that Aluta, today we are going to face leadership. Some things are going on we don't like. We are going to face leadership. Where lies your loyalty? Where lies your commitment? Where is it? Where lies your humility? Let me tell you one thing. Sometimes when I came in contact with my spiritual father, even chat, when I'm chatting with him, I humble myself. I don't know. When I'm chatting with him, I can't be standing and doing this and chatting with my senior pastor before God and man. I, I, I give some sort of reverence even when I'm chatting with him. How much more conspiring against him Let's gang up against the leadership. Nowadays, we don't close early. Let's go and tell him that nowadays we have to close early. Hey! Are you not afraid? They gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, You take too much upon yourselves, for all the congregation is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then? You see, the question has come again. Why? Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? Accusing Moses of being proud. Moses is a man also. And yet the Bible is saying that he was the meekest. The most humble man upon the face of the earth. So if he is proud, you who has come to him, what are you? If you claim that he is proud, you with all the authority and the audacity you think you have, and the infantry, what are you? So when Moses heard it, Moses he fell on his face. Accusations. Same 16, verse 10. And the Lord spoke to Moses, and that he had brought you near to himself, you and all your brethren, the sons of Levi with you, and you are seeking the priesthood also. Please move on. Are getting somewhere. Therefore, you and all your company are gathered together against the Lord. 
And what is Aaron that you complain against him? And Moses sent to call Datham and Abiram, the sons of Eliab. But they said, we will not come. Did you see that? Did you hear that? We will not come. This is the level of pride. And the level of familiarity. That when leadership calls you, you will not come. What I have learned, that there are different forms of accusations. When somebody or leadership tells you to do something, and you don't do it, you are telling him something. When he tells you to do something, and you decide to still come and do it, because they've asked you to do it, you are telling something. There are different forms of accusations. Even in your conversations, how you are able to communicate, how you communicate, Leadership writes a whole message. Then you do, okay. Because you think that you have read it. No. Give honor to honor is due. Reverend has taken time off his busy schedule to type, not to call, to type English. I type a message. Thank you. Don't ever do that. Please move on. We will not come. Yes. Please let's move on. Verse 13. It is a small thing that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness. It has come again. To kill us in the wilderness that you should keep acting like a prince over us. Hey. This was the highest level of, of I don't know the word to use. Disrespect. Please move on. I'm, I'm landing somewhere. Moreover, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Will you put out the eyes of this man? We will not come up. Then Moses was very angry and said to the Lord, Do not respect their offering. I have not taken one donkey from them. Nor have I hurt one of them. Why accuse leadership? Why accuse your brother or your sister? Many people are not coming to church because of accusations. Many people are not coming to church because they are broken within. Because of words that were spoken against that person. Instead of accusing, why don't you encourage? Instead of saying things against your brother or your sister, why don't you encourage that person? You know very well that what the person is doing, he needs, he or she needs a push. Why don't you come and say, my brother, you know what? I am with you on this one. Eh? When you are going next time, eh? do A, B, C, D. Oh, my brother, thank you. You think he won't take it? Not the other way around. Oh, Charlie? Now there's one you sing the Nkoye crowd. Every time off keys are eh? back up, back up. Is that how to back up? No, you're not encouraging the person. So when the person now sees you because of those words you spoke, he can't perform. 
this thing I'm coming to do, this brother will criticize me again. And like I said in the beginning, accusations will not allow you to, your zeal will not be there. Because that person, the worst of accusation has hit you. And so anytime you see that person, no, please let somebody else do it. I can't do it. But when you have a brother or a sister who will say, my brother, you are singing today. Last week I enjoyed you. But you know, this time, you know, you know, just do it. Me, I'll come and dance for you. I'll do it for you. Do you think when the brother sees you singing or when you are about to sing and you see that brother, you won't be overjoyed and encouraged? Let us encourage rather than accusing. Hallelujah. So I want to, in conclusion, say that how do we fight accusations in the church? It is a spiritual power. How do we fight it? My brother, my sister, it is through prayer. It is through prayer. When you find yourself in your closet praying, Pray for the church. Pray for the church. Because it is one spiritual power that divides the members. Even sends some away. Words of accusations. The only way we can silence the accuser in the midst of the brethren it's through prayer. When you are praying, pray for the leadership. Pray for yourself. Because through these teachings this morning, it is very easy for you to accuse or criticize. It is very easy for you to murmur against your leadership. If I say everybody should start talking or whisper to each other, me, I won't hear a word. But you can imagine the memory that went on against Moses in his time. Congregation will murmur and say all manner of things. And then they come back and say, yes, we have discussed, we've had a caucus meeting. And we want to come and see you. Why have you brought us here? Moses, why? And Moses, in his calmness and in his nature of humility, will keep calm. And one thing you need to note or understand is that an anointed man is a dangerous man. An anointed man. A servant or a man of God who has been anointed by God. Be careful the things you say. Sometimes he does not even need to utter words. But because of the relationship that he has, it can be a curse against you. And so this morning, it is my prayer that if you find yourself walking in any form of accusation, ask the Lord to help you. Ask him to help you.
Because the accuser is not far away from us. The accuser is in the midst of the brethren. And what the accuser in the midst of the brethren would do is to spoil beautiful relationships. Is to break the heart of people down. And to destroy them. Shall we rise to our feet? Yes, we are in Isu. Fawa kwanse Yehowansa na fawo tunuso na onuna obeye na. For staying tuned into today's podcast, we hope you are blessed with today's message. You can fellowship with us, Tabernacle of Hope International, Tohi at Lashibi Celebrity Heights, behind MF's estates. For prayer, counseling, or further inquiries on this ministration, contact us on 0204-448800 or 0556-2752. Worship with us on Sundays from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Wednesdays and Fridays, 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Stay blessed and stay in the atmosphere of the Word. One Tohi, one happy family.